0: Hey gamers, this is Joe, and I have episode 117 of the podcast, which was originally recorded on June 4th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, 51st State, wow, what a great card game. Cthulhu Realms, the digital version, another great card game. Mm, seeing a pattern here this week, playing a lot of card games it looks like. Mafia 2 on the PC, not a card game, but a lot of fun, having a lot of fun with this one. Only reason I got it, it was a great sale on Steam, couldn't pass it up. Also talked about a few of the games that I want to play. The episode, hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 117 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails, let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to What I'm Playing Now. At gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations on our board game, gate Guild, which is guild number 2440. Just search for What I'm Playing Now there, and you will find us on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now is our name. Don't forget to drop the G there on Facebook. Just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Okay, let's jump into a few of the games I played for this week don't have an update on pathfinder card game yet as today is saturday as i'm recording this last week we did not play the game starts actually tomorrow will be the first start for us for rise of the rune lords so i will be able to talk about that next week and hopefully have a really good update pretty much the only thing i did today for the game was move my broken token insert over from wrath of the righteous to the rise of the rune lords box get all the cards pretty much organized and put together in there I will say, getting the broken token insert into that original Rise of the Rune Lords box, the first edition printing, it was a little snug. I didn't think it was going to go in there at first, but we were able to get it in there with a little maneuvering. Everything is fitting perfectly, and it seems that it's holding actually the the wood and and just the broken token insert together a little bit more and some of the inserts that are separating the cards aren't sliding around like they were in the previous two boxes so I wonder if just that box being maybe just a little bit smaller actually is a little bit better for that insert it fits just a little bit better so kind of looking forward to playing some Pathfinder adventure card game tomorrow i think we have some new players joining us as well as some returning players from the last couple of seasons that we played so i'm really interested to see how rise of the rulers is going to turn out for us let's jump over to one of the bigger games though i played for the week i believe i had mentioned last week when i was down at my local game store i had picked up 51st state from portal games this game was designed by ignacy trevicek so far i've only had a chance to play several solo games I wasn't able to make it down to my local game store this week like I had wanted to every day that I had scheduled to go down there. Pretty much something came up at home and I needed to be home that evening, so my gaming was extremely limited this week. So last week where I had a lot of games to talk about, this week we only have a couple to discuss, but they are good. So let's get into some 51st State and let's go through um, just kind of how the game is played real quick and then I'll give you some ideas of what I've done with some of the solo play and what I think of the game so far. Now I did pick up the master set for my local game store. I wish I really would have ordered this from Portal Games just to have some of the upgraded wooden components. It, the Master Set does come with the upgraded components, but I'm missing, uh, you know, one of the one of the different factions and a couple other cards, I believe, um, are what, what's actually missing. The actual wooden tokens did have some engraving on them and were painted just a tiny bit. They really didn't look too different, but they did just a little, look a little bit sharper in that set that you got from Portal Games. But I'm really happy with uh, the Master Set and what it all comes with. It actually comes with the base deck of 51st State cards which are 88 cards you have the two updates for the game the expansions which are 50 new era cards and then 50 winter cards and setting up this game is actually fairly simple and straightforward uh, when you're playing your first couple of games i would just play with those 88 base cards from the actual first set um, you're going to put the victory point track down on the table make sure all your all your resources and all the different tokens are pretty much in reachable place for everybody to kind of get their hands on uh, you're going to figure out who the first player is and basically shuffle the deck you're going to separate out the two sets of connection cards. There is a blue set of connection cards and a red set of connection cards. Going to give each player a faction board. Then basically deal six cards to each player. Each player is going to choose four of those. Two of them will get discarded. And then after determining who's going to go first, however you do that, we use a little app on my phone most of the time called Quasi. If you aren't familiar with that, download it and check it out. Because every time I use that and somebody sees that, they instantly download it onto their phone down at my local game group. So other than that, that's pretty much the setup. There really isn't too much to the setup. One of the biggest hurdles is going to be just basically learning all the different cards because the cards are, I mean, with it being a card game, that's pretty much common to, to just about any card game because a lot of the card games, the the actual cards are going to change and affect the rules that I'm going to talk about right now. So as they say in the book several times, you know, anytime you come across a card that basically conflicts with the rules, the card overrides that. It's pretty much the same in, in most cards games games like this. So, but it's basically the the game is going to go to a total of 25 points. Once one person hits 25 points, you're going to finish up that action phase and then basically count cards as far as cards that you actually have in your state in front of you and then add total those up to what you have on the board and pretty much see who has the most points at the end of the game. And that's what you're trying to achieve. And the different phases of the game are basically going to be the lookout phase, the production phase, the action phase, and then the cleanup phase. So basically in the lookout phase, what you're going to do is, there's going to be a set number of cards that are gonna be dealt out, and it's going to be cards equal to the number of players plus one. Those are going to be put up in the center of the table. The first player is going to choose one, and then you're gonna go around clockwise, everybody's gonna choose one. Then you're gonna do this a second time. but trick on this one is it's you're going to go in counterclockwise order and the person who chose last from that first round is actually going to choose first this time so after that you're going to reveal the top card of each connection pile and then move on to the production phase the production phase is going to be one of the very important phases of this game because resources are are what you're trying to get in this game, besides those victory points, because resources are what's going to let you basically do all of your purchasing and do all of your kind of actions that you can do in the next phase. So on the production phase, you're going to look at all of the cards in front of you that are basically production cards, and you're going to take any of those resources. You'll also get resources from deal cards that you've also placed in the previous rounds. So those will also give you resources as well, so don't forget to take those. So during your action phase, which will be the next phase, there are a couple of different things you can do. You can basically construct a location. All you're going to do to construct a location is you're going to use the contact tokens, the gray contact tokens, that will basically equal the location's distance value. So all cards appear to have a distance value from what I've seen so far in the base set of cards of either one, two, or three. So you will basically discard contact tokens equal to the distance which is basically the cost of the card. You can also develop a location. If you already have a location on your tableau in front of you, you can use a brick resource And then basically remove one of the locations from in front of you. The trick with doing this, though, is the card that you're bringing into play needs to match one of the type of goods icons that are listed on the cards. So that's one thing you definitely need to pay attention to when you're actually developing a location. Now, the nice thing about developing a location as opposed to actually constructing it, when you develop it, you actually get a victory point. You can also make a deal, which is basically going to be using that same distance cost that we talked about before under the construction. But instead of using the gray tokens to make a deal, you're basically going to be using the blue tokens. So everything in this game is kind of color coordinated. The gray tokens are used to do a construction. The blue is used to make a deal. And you'll basically going to slide that under your faction card and have the little piece of the deal card sticking out, which is going to give you like a resource that I mentioned during that production phase, during the next production phase when it comes around. But when you actually play the card, you will also get a resource right then and there. And then you also have the raise action, which from reading the rules, and I will say the rules are written really great. I They've added some really nice humor into the game, into the reading the rules. And as you're reading through the rules, you really I had a really good time in reading this this manual. I I, I really enjoyed it. And the one thing that they're trying to push in the game is raising cards, which is basically destroying a card. Now there's two different ways you can do this. You can raise a card from your hand, which is paying red tokens, red contact tokens equal to the distance cost. And then what's actually going to happen is you're going to get the spoils that are listed on the right side of the card. You can also raise opponents cards that are in their locations that are building up their state. Now to do this though, you're going to need to spend the red contact tokens that are equal to the defense value of the location. There are three different types of locations out. They're listed as production, feature, and action locations. Each one is one more accordingly. So a production location is going to cost three red contact tokens to raise. A feature location is gonna cost four, and then an action location is gonna cost five of the red, action, or red contact tokens to actually raise. So you can use an action from one of your locations. You can also play a connection card which you could have purchased uh, during this phase. You have to discard two workers to take one face-up connection card, and then put it into your hand. And then, basically, you have to take another action to actually play it to actually get the resources. You can use an action from your faction board. Each faction that you play is going to have different actions that you can do. And keep in mind that unless if the board tells you you can do these multiple times, you can only do those one time. So that's one thing that I noticed that when I was playing my solo games, I was trying to, I won't say cheat, but I was trying to just ach- just obtain a few too many resources on my turn. And I caught that right away in going through the rules. So that's something to just keep in mind that unless if the card states or on the faction board... If, if it doesn't state it cannot be done multiple times, it can only be done once. And those are pretty much a majority of the actions that you can take. The last thing that you're going to do when you can't do anything is basically pass. Now one of the neat things when you pass is, like I was mentioning about before with raising an opponent being able to attack you, once you pass, opponents can't attack you. They also can't use your open production cards by placing a meeple on there or whatever type, whatever they need to do to obtain those resources. So after that phase, you're going to have the cleanup phase, which is just going to discard all of your unused goods and resources, except your cards. You're going to make sure. And it's funny that they actually state, they state in the rule book that you never get get rid of your cards, but on the board, there's actually one place where it says during the cleanup phase, you don't discard your cards. So I'm not really too sure why they put that on the, on the faction boards. I think there was even a couple of or There was a discussion or a little uh, forum post that I had seen on BoardGameGeek where they were actually talking about this as to why that was there, but I'm not too sure why that was there, but that's something else that you can do. That is pretty much the majority of it. At the end of the game, like I said, the first person to reach 25 victory points, you're going to finish that action phase. You can skip cleanup. You will then score one victory point for each location in your state. person who has the highest score is the winner. And then they go into, um, you know, what you could do in some case of ties and stuff like that. But that's just of kind of like what you're going to be doing in this game. So the solo game is really kind of interesting in that you're playing against kind of like a dummy opponent. And there was one discussion out on BoardGameGeek that I had seen where there were some people asking whether or not the actual virtual player starts out with a normal set of cards because the way they tell you to set up the game in the solo player game is they say set up the game as normal. So the way I've played it, the couple of times that I've played it, I've dealt myself out six cards and then I dealt four cards out to the virtual player. Now, what this does is it's just giving him more victory points. Because, you know, like I said, at the end of the game, you're counting the locations in your state. So the more cards that the virtual player has in front of him, it's going to be another victory point for each card. So it's actually... I think by doing it, you're actually playing that. It's actually a little bit harder by giving him those additional victory points. Uh, some people seem to be playing it both ways. So I'm kind of interested to see how that rolling is actually going to be and what's going to happen with that. Uh, I will say the several games that I have played so far, I've won both of them. I've actually gotten better with each one. And I think it's mainly because I'm starting to learn the cards and I'm starting to learn what to kind of concentrate on. So while you're playing this game, it's almost good to concentrate on a couple of the different types of resources and not really try to spread yourself out too too thin it's nice to have and it's nice to be able to produce multiple multiple resources of a given kind. But like I was talking about before, when you go to turn in those resources from your faction board to possibly get some of the contact tokens, you can really only do that once per each of the different types of goods. So I could turn in, you know, fuel for some of the blue contact tokens. I can turn in the iron for some of the gray contact tokens. So you can really only do that once. So if you're having multiple irons, unless if you actually have an action card where you can maybe play a worker and two iron to possibly get a of victory points some of those um, additional resources and those goods are kind of going to be wasted probably at the end of the round if you really can't find something to do for them because you just can't turn everything into contact tokens kind of like I was during the first time I played and I had like I said I had caught that very early on in my play so I learned that very quickly don't do that so so far in playing the 51st state I really like this game I was I had watched several videos about it before. I I was just about to pre-order from Portal Games when they actually closed down the pre-ordering. And I didn't read uh, some of the posts that they had put on there that they said they actually extended it for some people who kind of had waited so long like myself. So I figured I'll just wait till it came into my FLGS and just get it from there. Luckily, the FLGS that I go to had one copy in that they had ordered and I bought that immediately since it was the only one that they had ordered so I'm sure they're going to get a couple more in especially once I start playing this and I I get a couple people turned on to this game I have a feeling we're going to be able to probably sell a couple more of those down there easily because I'm having a really good time just playing the solo version and I have a feeling getting a two to four player game of this going I have a feeling this is going to be a blast to play with people especially when you're going to be able to sit there and start raising other characters or other opponents locations just trying to build up a lot of the different resources so so far our 51st State big thumbs up in my book. I'm really glad that I was able to pick this game up and I'm having a great time with it. Another great game. Can't wait to get this one to the table with more players. So that's about it for 51st State. One of the other games that I had actually forgotten to talk about I think last week and one that I've been playing on my tablet is Cthulhu Realms. And I had talked about this game quite a bit in the past. My wife and I love this deck builder, and I will say that they did a spectacular job with the digital version of this. I believe this is out on Android. I'm not certain if it's out on iOS or not. I believe it's coming. If it's not out, I believe it's coming out shortly. But um, it is out on Android. I've been playing it on the tablet that my wife and I have, and I've been having a lot of fun with this one. It's a great representation of the actual deck building game. It plays so nice and so fast because you don't have to sit there and pretty much it's doing all the math and it's doing all the calculations for you, just like the way I like um Star Realms playing it on, on my phone. Cthulhu Realms is another great representation of, of a digital game. And if you're if you're into if you're looking for a deck builder on your tablet, Cthulhu Realms is one I could really definitely recommend. A lot of fun. And then the last game I actually picked up this past week, bought a new game on my computer. Told myself I wasn't going to be buying anything new on the computer, especially with the Steam sale supposedly coming up. I wanted to just wait and see if there were a couple of things that were on my wish list on Steam and maybe pick up a few of the things, possibly for a decent price. But I saw Mafia 2 was on sale. It was like 80% off. It was like five or six bucks, I think, for Mafia 2 on the PC. And I said, What the heck? Let's get this. I had always wanted to really play Mafia 2. I think I actually played some of the original game on my PC years ago. And I think this was, I think I actually played that on my old my old PC before I had built my new Core i7. Um, so I had played this one on an old, very old computer, and it probably ran like junk because I was probably using a very old video card as well. But Mafia 2 plays great on the new computer with a 970 graphics card. I've played several hours of this game so far, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Mafia 2 is just a another clone of Grand Theft Auto, but it's a lot of fun. It's set in the 40s. Your character is kind of not a not a nice guy and he has done some some not so nice things in life we'll say and he was actually sent overseas for the war but then when he was one of his buddies was able to get him out of that he's come back to try to just earn a living, I guess you can say, but he's doing it in probably not the most legitimate fashion, shall we say. I will say one of the things I kind of like about the game is just driving around in some of the cars. I like the look of the old cars, especially since my dad still has his original car from when he was a kid. He has a 1940 Ford convertible, and driving around in some of these cars kind of just is reminiscent probably of when he was a younger kid. And the music and everything that they play on the radios is just a lot of the old-time music from the 40s and 50s, and it's it's just a really good time. The first part of the game that I played through, you're actually playing through kind of like a whole winter type scenario. Roads are icy and your cars are from that area are definitely just sliding all over the road, I will say. But I then just made it up to the next part of the game where my character has just gotten out of prison. Spoiler alert there, he was sent to prison for a little while. It's actually, I think we're into the 50s now or possibly late 40s or early 50s. And you can tell that the music style has changed a little bit. The cars are a little bit different. You can tell the clothing is different with all the people who are walking around the towns. It's kind of neat the way the city has actually changed just from the time that, just from I think the six years or so that he was in jail. It was kind of neat to actually see that and experience that. So probably once I'm done editing this podcast tonight, I will be jumping back to Mafia 2 and playing a little bit more of that tonight. I think I had also played a little bit more of uh, 7 Days to Die, but I really didn't spend too much time to that with that one, so I really didn't list that one on on my list of what I'm playing now. So, but every now and then I'll jump in and maybe play 15-20 minutes of that, but I'm kind of waiting for the next big patch for that one to actually really jump back into that one and and get back into that one. Although, I think I am on day 47, so I kind of would like to hit day 49 just to make it over that hump since I've never made it that far to actually kind of see what happens in the game. But that is about it for the games that I played for the week, like I said. Short order list but I wanted to spend a little bit more time with 51st State since I really enjoyed that game and I kind of just wanted to give an overview of how the game was played and kind of what was going on with that game. So let's talk about a few of the things that I want to play. One of the games that I've been watching a few videos on is a game called Arkwright. This one appears to be a rather heavy game. You're trying to run some factories in England, and it's during the late 18th century, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to have the most valuable shares that you can have amongst your competitors, and it appears to be kind of like a worker placement game. It's not necessarily a stock game, even though I did mention shares, and I believe that was mentioned in one of the videos that was on BoardGameGeek when they were actually interviewing Um, one of the designers I think of the game or somebody from the publishing company I can't remember who he actually was uh, but I was watching that um, from one of the Board Game Geek videos and this game looks to be a rather heavy game and it looks to be a heck of a lot of fun. So I'm kind of interested to see when this game is going to be coming out as it's listed on BoardGameGeek as having a 2014 release date. But it seems like a lot of people are having this as pre-release. So I don't know if this one was released and sold out or if it's actually just coming over to the U.S. And I think that's pretty much what it is. It's finally just making its way over to the U.S. And for those of us who aren't importing games, although I guess I did import Clinics, so I guess I cannot say I'm not an importer. So I guess I didn't import arc rate. So I'm going to wait for it to come out as a U.S. release. So the other thing I wanted to mention is a little game that's on Kickstarter called Adorable to Horrible. This is from a little company called Plastic Hand Games. I met a couple of the guys down at my local game group Is they're actually local to the area. One of the guys is and I will be having them on the podcast, I believe, next week. I'm going to be interviewing them on Monday. So I will be editing that into the podcast for next week. So keep an eye out for that one. And if you're looking for a nice little, I don't want to say family style game as this one is a little more Of an adult family style game, but check out their Kickstarter. It's called Adorable to Horrible, and we will be talking about that one next week. And then, last but not least, I wanted to mention Zaya Embers of a Forsaken Star. This is going to be the first expansion for Zaya that's out. Uh, I jumped on this Kickstarter immediately as I really enjoy Zaya. As we all know, I've talked about this game quite a bit in the past. Embers of a Forsaken Star it looks like it's going to be adding in quite a few new things. What Cody has also done with the game, he's also re-releasing Sword, which was one of the original ships that was an exclusive to the first original Kickstarter for the game, but he's actually renaming it using a different color, but going to use the same stats. So I think that's outstanding that he's doing that. So I added that to my Kickstarter pledge as well, because I will definitely want to be playing with that and having that extra ship. So uh, there's just a lot of things to be looking for forward to here so we have a lot of games coming up that we're going to be talking about and a lot of things that I'm going to be playing that are I think are going to make for a good show so that's going to be it for this episode as always send me some emails let me know what you're playing now you can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join our Board Game Geek Guild, which is guild number two four four zero. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus dot google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what am playing now. Everybody, thanks for joining. Us.